Yo fam, how we doing? Uh, this is Eric from the old Acme Army podcast and uh, new Acme Packers podcast. And hi mom. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, Want to take a quick uh, second here before we got into last night's episode. And uh, just kind of let everybody know who's not going to make it to the end of the podcast that uh, thank you for listening to this podcast for 220 episodes. It's been uh, one of the most uh, fantastic joys of my life, um, getting to meet all kinds of great people and talk to some of the most unique fans and you know commentators all around Packer Nation. It's just been a heck of a ride. And sometimes we just got to uh, reshuffle some priorities in our lives and uh, get grounded a little bit but you guys have been a part of uh, you know my life for 220 episodes, and throughout this time, the feedback has been just overwhelmingly positive. And that kind of impact that it has on somebody's uh, soul, um, you know, speaking for everybody that's been involved, it's 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 something you, I hope you guys get to experience on a daily basis. So thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for spreading the word. Uh, thanks for helping us reach uh, people all over the world. God bless the internet. It's just amazing. <laughs> you know, uh, all of our friends, you know, I, I, I tag you at the end of this show here. And uh, those that I don't mention, uh, I certainly want you to know you're not forgotten. But thank you to Peter Prince Music for uh, letting us have this fantastic music. Thank you to tuliptreegardensco.com. Guys, if you have not gone out to Tulip Tree Gardens, do it this holiday season. Support a small business, but uh, support somebody that uh, you heard from the Acme Army, the Acme Packers podcast. And don't let me forget 7th Avenue Pizza, man. Uh, the best pizzas in Minnesota. Hands down, there's no more argument. 7th Avenue Pizza was the one. Thank you, guys. And uh, now let's get into this show. Yeah! 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 Packers. Well, hey, man, uh, I was lucky enough to be <laughs> at Lincoln Financials field last night uh, for the Packers Eagles game with my kids and uh, two of the best kids, uh, Luca and Parker, were all packered up. And um, I was nervous going into that stadium just from the rumors of people in Philadelphia and how they treated everybody. But let me just, for the record, Philadelphia fans are fucking a blast. They are a <laughs> lot of fun. They're rowdy, but they treated uh, all the Packer fans that were respectful with respect. And I'll tell you, there were some that were not very respectful. And uh, it was just a great place. But let's get into this game because the season's been a little nuts. It's one of the wildest games I've ever seen. Like, thought we were. So much happened. Thought we were down, thought we were up, but uh, yep. man. I don't know if you saw my Twitter feed. I just kept tweeting LMFAO over and over again. <laughs> the craziest shit just kept happening over and over again. I'm like, I don't know what else to say at this point. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. laugh my way through the rest of the season. I have a question. How fast was Christian Watson in person? Because he looked fast on TV. So here's the yeah, thing. We, we, were, um, we were down in, in the end zone. That, that he was going away from, that not the one that he scored in. 
and I love the end zone seating because it's like watching all 22 film, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, nice. <laughs> and um, you could just see the routes. And Luca, my son, and I both went, ah, because we were just, I mean, you could see how open he was as soon as he, like, it just blew open. And um, we're like, ah, and he threw the ball and he caught it and we're screaming, ah, the whole way down the field. It was, um, here's the thing. It doesn't look like it was 63 yards. You know? <laughs> it was just like, it didn't feel like it was 63 yards. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah, what they say, the cornerback that uh, he ran by that was closest to him, that he outran to the end zone, ran a 4.2340 or some stupid shit like that, and Christian Watson <laughs> just outran him like it was nothing. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, that was awesome. The other thing that stood out, I, and, I, and I tweeted it last night, because I was you could run down to the field while they were warming up and the tight ends were right in front of us. And... The TV will never do Mercedes Lewis justice as a human being. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a good 6'2", 180. You look at a guy who's 6'7", and, you know, 100-plus pounds. The exponential growth in their girth and shoulders and head, like in his hands, it's a different kind of monster that is – I mean, he's so freaking big. That was my takeaway from last night's game. <laughs> <laughs> that's about all you can take away from it i think i mean just just um, i don't know there's a huge takeaway from last night's game yeah that, jordan love. that didn't get brought up at all and that is future hall of fame quarterback jordan love oh. we found another one <laughs> that man had one missed throw i'm still a little salty with aaron jones for dropping the best throw jordan loves made to date yeah that was mm -hmm. gorgeous mm. Perfect back shoulder pass. He was he was near perfect the uh, the entire game. Even the Cobb in the end zone probably would have been caught if Cobb didn't get hit. Yeah, um, I thought before that was also the ball a good got throw. there. It was it was an awesome performance by him. Honestly, I want to see him play a full game now. Yeah, well, yeah, we without might get being that like opportunity because someone might have broke their ribs. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if uh, if they'll let him sit out, but if I hope they do, so that we can see Love actually play a full game mm. where he prepped for it. And he was the guy. Because that's they announced what you're gonna know. if he's if they're broken or not. Because it's they if they're broken, saying, he's out. No, they keep saying he's gonna play. And he said himself um, they that, haven't confirmed that they're not broken. No, I don't think they are. Okay. He said no himself it was okay. Okay. Sounds like some Zimmer shit, but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Aaron said himself he was fine, or he'd he'd know today yeah. if he was fine. But, I don't yeah. know. I'm sure that Aaron. Then again, Rogers he's did say been that. playing with an avulsion fracture, so then yeah. again, Jesus. we don't know for sure. It's wild. He's been playing. His thumb's just been fucked up on his throwing hand. <laughs> he's been playing. I don't know if I trust I that. Mean, the, him when he says the he's okay, the muscle has quite literally been tearing away the bone, and where he's like, "No, guys, I'm totally fine. Yeah. Tape it up. Let's go." <laughs> well, Fleur yeah, did say today that they're still waiting for some results to come back, and they'll they'll need a day or two to know for sure if they yeah. can play him. So, okay, holding pattern. Okay, that makes sense. Peter. I just don't trust Rogers when he says he's okay. Peter Jones, are you ready for the Jordan Love era? Oh, volume. Can anybody hear him? Nope. Oh, there he is. Can you hear me now? I can yes. hear you now. Peter. All right. I've been ready for it. Ready for it since they drafted him, Eric. Yeah. It's not a surprise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought he looked great. And um, I, th I think that's the, 
the fire that is started right now across Twitter and everywhere else that's reporting the Packers that it's it's you know it's the game to play them against the Bears. JJ, do you think for a second that Aaron Rodgers, if he's looking at the end of that game, thinking I'm not giving this kid another chance, <laughs> I mean, he might just blow it all out. I think uh, we already got our answer about this a couple weeks ago when we played Dallas. We saw the way Aaron like played on a different level, hmm. throwing a shoulder to you know get an extra couple yards to block for Aaron Jones, like laying every single ounce out there on the field because he hates Dallas. Mm -hmm. The only other team he hates like that is Chicago. Right. He's going to play. He's going to yeah. play out of his mind, mm -hmm. and it might be the last game he plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So does anyone know um, the signif significance of November 29th, which is tomorrow, just two days after Jordan Love came in for an injured Aaron Rodgers and played great? It's the day before my birthday. Well, oh well, happy birthday! Almost <laughs> happy that's birthday. not what I was saying. Um, but happy almost birthday. Aaron no, Rogers. that is that is the day that Aaron Rodgers came in for came Brett, for Brett Favre, Favre in the Cowboys snap. game. I don't well, know if anyone's into you know coincidences. That's exactly what I was thinking uh, yesterday watching the game, and I I couldn't I couldn't tweet about it because it turns out if you tag Elon Musk and call him a bitch, you're immediately <laughs> locked out. <laughs> immediately. Uh, so I wasn't able to say anything about it. But yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought of. And that's kind of what, you know, I've been waiting for with love is just just to see him come out and look crisp. And we haven't, we haven't seen that. And it's not like he didn't do anything like super magical, you know, like, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers off his back foot, like we used to see, but he was decisive and he was on time and, and, and the balls were accurate. And I don't, except for maybe that Dallas game, we haven't seen Aaron be that accurate, you know, all season. So I was excited to see it. I, I really enjoyed it. I was happy. I've been the happiest I've been after a loss in probably forever. <laughs> One of the things that Love did that I really appreciated was I really liked the timing of his throws. He was delivering the ball kind of at at the exact perfect time. And on some of those throws, there was no other time that would have worked except for right when he threw it. Um, you know, but if you, you know, you think about Christian Watson's long run, like if he hesitated at all. And, you know, just like a quarter second too late on that. Uh, Watson's not getting those yards after the catch. So that, you know, that that timing is really perfect. And I, I appreciated um, the skill with which he delivered it on time. And, of course, I think all of us were noticing his improved footwork, which is something we've mm -hmm. talked about ad nauseum for forever. Um, a couple of times I thought that his front foot was, you know, bounced around a little bit, stabilized that a little bit more, but. He looked really, really good. Very crisp, very clean. Um, I really like what Tom Clements has been doing with him this year. Yeah. I wonder how much Aaron Jones dropping that one pass had to do with just not expecting that perfect of a throw from Jordan Love in that moment right there. Just like it caught him off guard just a little bit. Like, whoa, that's what Rodgers normally puts it. What, <laughs> what is this? Who was it? Was it Lazard who was standing like – eight, nine yards away, just like holding his head like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I think it was yeah. Lazard. Yeah, because <laughs> they all just realized like that was like a perfect pass. And that was a highlight for Jordan Love. That was going to be his coming out party right there. 
Man, you really Joe buried that. He who shall not be named. <laughs> That's what he is. He is. Uh, oh. Dale. Dale. Damn it, Jeremy. Dale, what'd you what think about uh, the offensive and, uh, well, I guess the defensive line of the Packers? <laughs> if they don't put more guys up there, I mean, why wouldn't you run the ball against the Packers? I, I just don't understand watching Packer games over and over and over again and watching this happen. <laughs> There's no answer, right? The, the Packers don't have an answer. I thought that they upgraded with uh, Jaron Reed, you know, and then mm-hmm. TJ Slayton has played well, yeah. got rid of some guys that couldn't play. But why any team would pass the ball against the Packers is just beyond me. And 363 that, yards. Right. Well, well, it's also easy to pass on us too, so. Well, that is true. <laughs> I do but like that Sean. they keep saying that, like, every game they talk about how our pass defense is doing good. And I'm like, you guys realize that the reason our pass defense looks so good statistically is because people aren't passing against us? Exactly. They don't need to pass. So why would they? <laughs> It's so frustrating to watch every week. It just is. I don't know what Dean Lowry. So yesterday at the field, at the, you could just see how the guys were running off the field. Uh, Reed, Reed hustled off. I don't know what we have in Devonta Wyatt yet. Peter Jones. I don't know what we thought we had in him in the, in the, in the draft, but I don't know what we're seeing, but he runs off the field fast. You know, who doesn't (laughs) run off the field fast. Dean Lowry. Time and time again, I'm watching Dean Lowry like barely make it off. I don't. That's that's Dale's guy. Don't forget. Love me some Dean Lowry. I, you know, I last year it was crazy his stats and everything else, but he just it was. Uh, yesterday it was tough watching. Sometimes it's he's terrible. Tough. Um, Monte White is trying though? to run off the field because he's so bad, right? He doesn't want to make another mistake. So he's <laughs> like, I gotta get off the field as fast as I can. Yeah, somebody sub in for me right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gassed. <laughs> One play. Yeah. I mean, we, we have the storylines of the offense and the defense, but I just as a team right now, we, we there, there's so much to be optimistic about. And I'm just trying to find, like, where we thought – where I was so optimistic ahead of the season is, like, completely turned, you know, ass over tea kettle the whole way. I just don't even know how to, you know, evaluate my brain right now. I mean, let's talk about the special teams yesterday. What the hell was going on with our kick returner? I don't know. It's like we almost should have been having him at returner for way fucking longer than we have. JJ, was he was he out for a couple games? Who knew that we had a guy better than Amari (laughs) Rogers? Brutal. Everyone knew that. Who knew that? There's like six guys better than Amari Rogers. (laughs) Only six? I think there's like fifty three on our roster. Mm. brutal that project went on way too long is the joe berry project going on way too long it it was a season started how many how many times do we have to get burned and how many times do we have to like let people just i i just i don't get it it's soft coverage and it's stupid and i i don't know football terminology very well but if a dumbass like me can figure it out that it's not working, it's not fucking working. <laughs> I think my so. biggest issue with it is the fact that 
we get to see up until we didn't get to see it at all against Philadelphia. I don't know what the fuck game plan they went in with defensively. It was like the no tackle game plan. Um, but up until that game, I feel like every game I've watched maybe a full quarter of Joe Barry run an aggressive style of defense and it always fucking works. And then we just stop doing it. It's almost like he like for like a little bit is like, oh, wait, I need my guy. I need to blitz a little bit. I need to put Jair in man. I need to maybe move Rasul to zone and all this stuff ends in three and outs. And then the next drive, we're like, all right, everybody 15 yards off again. We're, we're getting in a roll now. So let's get out of that. That's stupid. It's frustrating as shit. Like we watch the, what makes this defense successful. And then we watch our team go away from it. Yeah. AJ Brown had that one reception where Jair lined up, you know, before the snap Jair was on him on the line. And all of a sudden, he kept taking steps back. I'm going, what are you doing? He was so wide on the on the left hash, so wide open, and then he gave him 10 yards off there, and it was a quick out. It was like a third and four, you know? And everybody was going crazy in the stadium. I was like, geez, we give it to him. We give it to him repeatedly over and over. And uh, I don't know. Does anybody see any flashes of Blake Martinez when we're looking at Quay Walker right now, or is it just me? I think it's too early. For I, that. I also love Blake Martinez, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I think it's too early for that. I like some stuff that I've seen from Clay. You're never going to get me to to freak out in year one about a rookie, uh-huh. yeah. Unless it's unless it's off the field stuff that you know is really going to uh, you know, jeopardize either health and safety or his relationship with the team or teammates. Anything you see from a guy in year one, I. I I need more time before I'm gonna. Especially when he got thrown into play calling duties. Yeah, like that's got to be rough on him. First year in the defense, and now all of a sudden you're the you're the Mike guy. Yeah, and you're like the one of the most important people on that football field. So like I gotta we gotta just I'm I'm saying pump the brick. I want to see Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt with a competent defensive coordinator, and then I'll make judgments on them. Mm-hmm. But it also comes back to what I asked Dale as well. Like when I was thinking about it, like what what do we expect? Where has Kenny Clark been? Where's the defensive line been where, you know, Quay can play off it? I, I don't know and fill those holes because it just seems like you saw it yesterday. I mean, his speed running down Miles Sanders on that on that goal line shot there. I mean, he's got engines, but it's just it's it's such a mess right now. I don't I don't know. Kenny Clark's been having a horrific season and he usually has a slow start to the season. I always call him Mr. December, but like mm-hmm. this year he was Mr. September. And then since then, he's just been yeah. just dog crap, just awful week in and week out. He'll have a nice player or two here or there, but no kind of dependable consistency at all. Yeah. I think it also hurts our defensive line not having a very, very important player right now on the edge. And there's a guy that took a lot of blocking pressure off of defensive linemen named Rashawn Gary. And that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys feel about the new signing from Denver Hollins? He offers a little bit in run support, like nothing at all in pass rush, but we needed more bodies. Like we came into the season with not enough edge rushers mm-hmm. and like I think Tipa still has gotten zero reps on the season. 
I think, unless he got some this past week. He's still at like zero um, on defense. You just you needed more bodies with Rashawn being out. I I was not okay with going into the season with just two guys, and mm-hmm. thank God that Kingsley has kind of stepped up and like become somebody that we can uh, have in the rotation who's, who's given us some stuff. That's awesome, mm-hmm. but we needed more bodies. So, but uh, Justin, I do like some of the stuff I've seen from him in run defense um, with the Rams, but that's kind of about it. Gotcha. Peter, what's your take? Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% certain yet that that's not where Clay Walker ends up playing um, because he's an athlete. You know, and Dale and I have talked about this, and Walker can move. Mm-hmm. And, and my question mark about those guys, and it's the same with Devontae Wyatt, it's the same with Eric Stokes, those guys have come from a very, very successful defense at Georgia. And what's difficult to tell with those guys when they're drafting four, five, six, seven of those guys every year is which ones are the really good ones because it's not as difficult to look good when you're playing around guys that are good. Um, and Walker wasn't an impact player at, at, at Georgia, though he was drafted on the basis of being that athlete. And I'm not sure that he doesn't end up outside eventually. Mm. I, don't th- I don't think he's big enough and strong enough to play inside permanently. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, he's not going to come up and thump you in the hole. Like he's a sideline to sideline guy. So to expect a guy with that body, that frame, to try to just smash guys in the hole, I think is short sighted as far as the Packers go. He's not that guy, and to continue to do that over and over with this, with that, he's not. It's not that that skill set is not what he's going to be good at ever. You know, you're asking about Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez couldn't run sideline to sideline. No. So. But he did make tackles, you know, between the five and eight yard marks. Uh, yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> he was great at that. I was seeing a lot of that lately with uh, Quay. But again, I, looking at that defensive line, like what are we, what am I expecting out of that rookie is kind of what it comes down. So, Jeremy, what are your soft spots, sore spots, uh, frustrated spots on that defense? Uh, definitely Savage. <laughs> you know, he, he, he came in, man, and, and we were all – you know, excited about that speed and, and, you know, the, the tape that he had put together when he was in college. And, you know, he's, he's had one good year uh, with us. And then ever since, you know, it, he's just been, it's, he's just constantly out of position. He's, he's, he's horrible. Did he even come back? He, I know I saw he went out. He came back in yesterday, right? No, he was out after that first drive. So, so he, he was out. Yeah, you know, that's right. Cause Keyshawn came in for him, right? Yep. Nixon. Well, yep. They switched it up. Rudy Ford was in there a lot too. He oh, that's right. Really like. I mean, I mean, you pick your poison. It's all over the place. You know, it's it's. But definitely, I, I think the biggest sore spot is, you know, Savage. He's he's a weak link, and you see him attack him. All these teams attack him every single week, and and they get away with it. There's, I, I don't. I, you know, you you expected so much more from him with that kind of talent. And uh, he just he hasn't delivered, and I I don't know is is this is uh, this is fourth year? Is that right? Yep. Third, four. It's his fourth. So we have, and he was a first round pick. So we, we, you know, I, <clears throat> I don't know that I want to see them, you know, sign that 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 you know that fifth year for him. Um, but I don't know. They all just suck. <laughs> To Joe Barry, that's the, 
that should have been the the answer to the question right there, Joe Barry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Dale, they're going to have that opportunity to revisit the Jim Leonard conversation. It looks like uh, now that Luke Fickle got hired by the Badgers. Uh, yeah, let's do it right now. I'm He's out of. He doesn't have a job, right? Oh, hold on, hold on. I think I'm actually on board with Joe Barry for the rest of the season because he's going to help us secure a top five pick. <laughs> and help us tank games in, you know, without trying. Yeah, we don't have to actually tank. We just keep Joe Barry. Say, it's not called tanking when you just lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a big Jim, Jim Leonard guy. I really think that they should make a move and try to make something happen with him because yeah. he's young, he's innovative, he's played in the league. I think there's a lot of positives to him. Uh, they, they approached him last year, right? But he was he was expecting two to be years the, and he thought he was hoping to be the head coach of the Badgers, and that's kind of why he turned it down, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't think he thought the succession was going to happen that soon. You know, with Chris getting fired and then and then him taking over. I thought he probably had that planned out for a couple more years, but it's an interesting conversation to say the least. Cause it, here's what I, here's since the whole discussions, the rumors of fickle, you know, in the last 48 hours have been pretty intense on the, on the Wisconsin news line. So the biggest thing is, is everybody talks about how Jim Leonard is and the players who are talking about how Jim Leonard is like, that has to be, you know, his biggest asset, I think, bringing to an NFL team, like people to buy into it and like somebody that's been out there. I mean, I can't imagine seeing our defensive backs reacting to Jim Leonard out there. I mean, just the respect from the mutual position and then the coaching um, just seems like a natural fit, maybe. I don't know. Caitlin. What's that? Most painful things for this season for you. I mean, this has just been crazy season for you changes new additions in your life and the Packers suddenly losing I mean how has this been for you uh well my kids only seen one win so that's <laughs> really cool um <laughs> but I'm just trying to have fun with it you know it's it's hard because you go from so many winning seasons and like last year I was at almost every single game and so going from that to being home with a baby um or at the start of the season, like super freaking pregnant. Um, but I'm just trying to have fun. Like I get to hang out with my kid and watch football, but it's hard when like you're talking about the defense. Like I think we have all the right things. Um, we just don't have anyone that know knows how to like put the pieces together. Um, so like Jair, I think is my biggest disappointment because we're paying him a bunch of money. He's clearly very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not being utilized or I don't know. Some people think it's lack of effort. Um, you know, last night it seemed like he was more into making the crowd boo than he was to play in the game. And it's like mm. focus on the right things. Um, so it's a mix of things, but I'm just trying to enjoy it, man. Like yeah, I get to sit there every Sunday and watch grown men play a you know, kids game for eight hours on end. So um, <laughs> I try to just enjoy it, but man, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. Amy, kick us off with something positive. What has been, uh, you know, the, the, the positives you've taken out of this stretch of losses for us? Um, it's forced me to dive into therapy. <laughs> <That> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, being all seriousness. Um, I think it's forced us to really look at um, the future beyond um, Aaron and kind of really look at and think about our rookies like Watson, <clears throat> Dobbs when he comes back, um, kind of really invest in our future a little bit more soundly rather than just relying on veteran talent because obviously um, when you get to like a certain point in your career you start to kind of think that you can do certain things like Kate mentioned maybe Jair was focusing on a couple things that he probably shouldn't have been focusing on um, whether whereas you know rookies they're going to be in that mindset of this is my first year I have to do everything right or people are going to yell at me um, and I need to just keep buckling down and get to work. Um, I think that it's eye-opening for LaFleur, um, and I think it's a, it's a positive thing. I hope that maybe LaFleur will utilize stats a little bit more effectively rather than saying he doesn't rely on them, because I think that's kind of the dumbest thing ever that you don't look at stats. Um, you don't have to like full-blown rely on them, but they do offer another look or another perspective at where weaknesses are. Um, so I just think positive wise, this is a year to grow and learn from mistakes where we were not, um, we were not um, invincible these last 13 and three, 13 and four seasons in the regular seasons. Um, we weren't, we had holes, we had an Achilles heel and here it is. It's not an Achilles heel. It's an Achilles thumb and it's Achilles oblique. It's an Achilles ACL. Um, it, you can, the list is endless. We've got a lot of injuries, so we can grow from it though. Yeah. I like so, that. Yeah. I like that. What's the, I mean, we have, so many people that are so negative right now that the season's over, the place has got to be cleaned out from the top down. I'm looking at this season and feeling like, you know, you know, we're so spoiled. We just need to just shut up and just Title take down, baby. and just take it right now and say, what are the positives you can get out of this? You know, and what Amy just said, I mean, on, on the offensive side of the ball, but it's exposed <laughs> those problems that we've had during those seasons, you know, and our offensive mm -hmm. line right now is starting to gel and come back together. But I'm optimistic that Bakhtiari is going to, you know, get another season. Am I crazy for that thought pattern there, Dale, Peter, anybody like is Bakhtiari. Do you guys think he's kind of on the downside right now? Is he that uh, potential can they offload them in the off season? Is it worth getting, you know, rebuilding, getting a free agent in on that offensive line? What do you guys feel in there? I think you have to ride with David Bakhtiari and hope that he gets hundred percent healthy and he can return to, even if it's 90% of what David Bakhtiari was a couple of years ago, that contract is a huge mountain to climb. So what do you do with it? Right. Nobody's going to pay a guy coming off a two year rehab on an ACL they don't want that guy. Packers are kind of stuck with him. You just hope mm -hmm. that he can get better and return to form. Because if he, if he can, he's what? Top two, three, four in the league at left tackle. He's a great player. Mm -hmm. Just got to hope he can come back. 
Yeah, I tried to get optimistic I mean, as I well. I can't about... believe the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. No. My internet's lagging. No, no, you're um, good. I cannot believe the progress he has made. Um, I cannot believe the progress he's made because it's not just an ACL that he's recovering from. Mm. He's recovering from a medial meniscus. He's recovering from multiple scopes. He's recovering from multiple swellings, uh, draining up to, uh, I want to say 500, like close to 500 uh, cc's of fluid. Um, when you're looking at all of the fluid that's been having to been drained off of him. Like this guy's knee has been through the ringer. And when you look at, not just at it from like the one single perspective from the first tear, and you look at it as a whole, like, it's incredible to for him to be at maybe 75% and just have him do what he's doing um, and still be as effective as he is. Like, and the internet froze. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, she might have to reconnect. It is pretty spectacular what he's done to come back. Are you back? I'm back. All right. There you are. I don't know where I was at. It was kind of like <laughs> this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you look at it from a whole, um, for him to be basically where he was at, he was about 75% from where he was. And it's only going to get better because he's has now had a season under his belt with the new knee and to be able to build and progress on top of that. And that's only going to get better for him. It's not ever going to be the same. And I wish people could understand that he'll never be the same, but he will be able to get better than what he was this year. If that makes sense. Yeah. Am I am I lagging? Yeah, a <laughs> little bit. I, I think that's okay. That that makes me feel better uh, about the left tackle. But the optimistic side that I had on what our offensive line was seeing Myers. You know, um, Peter has Myers gotten better, or are we still uh, with Creed Humphrey? Because I think you're absolutely right. Creed Humphrey would have been the better selection for us. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it's just one of those things. They yeah. Creed was always for me as you know, the number one guy at that position in that draft. But they obviously saw something in Myers, and I think I think it, it's easy to sit and criticise, but but those are the guys, they're the guys that are scouting those guys, so they obviously saw something that they liked in Myers, whether they thought, thought he fit the system better or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm still not convinced that Zach Tom's not the centre long-term. I think Ooh. that's Zach Tom's best position, um, where he played his junior sophomore and junior years in college um but yeah i mean talking generally about a rough year i mean it, it could be worse you could be sitting watching these sunday night and monday night games at 4 30 and 4 45 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> who on earth would do that <laughs> oh it's brutal who does that? that is brutal you're absolutely right only a Sucks to be that guy that. <laughs> yeah but i mean with with the, the things to be optimistic about was, you know, Yash Nyman going to the right side, you know, Runyon being flexible enough to go over to the right side. Has that panned out? 
I mean, is are we are we thinking that Yash can be because we got Walker, you know, Sean Ryan. I don't know what happened with him and the PEDs, but um, it seems like he took a big step back with that penalty. I don't know how he's going to get into the mix next year um, with that hanging out, getting a fair shot. As far as I'm concerned, how are you guys feeling with the rest of the players that we have though right now? And is there anything to be optimistic from that right side of the offensive line? I'll, I'll dive in for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that Josh Nyman's done a done a good job out there. Like Runyon's a solid solid player, and he's going to be a solid player throughout his career. And I, and I think we have to hold our hands up and say, generally speaking, over the last decade or so, the Packers have done a great job on the offensive line, either drafting guys or finding guys and developing them. And and, and whilst it's you know, it's been a little bit of a hodgepodge, particularly this season with injuries, with guys moving around, et cetera, et cetera. I, I've got, I've got faith that that they're going to continue to do that. Um, yeah, some of it's a work in progress, but I, but I, I, I've got faith in that. I guess the biggest question mark they've got right now, other than Bakhtiari, who we've already talked about, is is the Elton Jenkins contract situation and what ha- what happens there, um, and do they go down the route? which is a big question mark or a big question for the Packers is that they've always valued, or at least in the last 10 to 15 years, they've valued their own guys more than free agents from other teams, mm-hmm. which is why they've given Bakhtiari a big contract, Kenny Clark, Jair, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Even Dean Lowry getting the contract that he got three years ago. Yeah. Um, do they go down that route without Jenkins? Do they think they can afford to? Do they think they can afford not to? Don't know. Mm. I thought I last know. night was really nice to see too, because I thought it was a, for me personally, a better picture of the offensive line when Love actually went in. Because the the coolest thing to see last night was how calm he was, um, and it allowed me to look at the offensive line a little bit more. Because when Rogers was playing, I I don't know if he just didn't want to get sacked or what, but it, I felt like he was scrambling all the time. Um, and love like didn't really scramble. And so it was nice to just see kind of the, the formations and how it was moving instead of just like kind of chaos in there. So I felt it looked, they did a great job last night anyway, specifically just, it allowed me to see it a lot more clearly. Yeah. But did anyone see his little Aaron Rodgers shoulder drop when on that one that he moved up in the pocket and he did the little Aaron Rodgers shoulder drop? Oh, that was <laughs> I liked that. I like that. I mean, he's going to pick up some of his mentor's habits a little bit. That's that's okay. Yeah, just the good ones. It's cute. It's cute. I liked it. I liked how he just got up and he was like, whoop, I'm out of here. I mean, he can run too. Like, we haven't seen a lot of scrambling Jordan Love, but he's not slow. He covers ground. That is for sure. He does, and and he's got a really quick acceleration. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the one clip that everybody's passing around of Jordan from this past game. I mean, it's it's eerily reminiscent of the same clip that everybody's gushing over of Caleb Williams last week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And 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 what makes it feel so similar is how quickly they go from zero to sixty. It's just mm-hmm. like bam, and then change direction, bam. Yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of that. Yeah. I think we will if we get a full game out of him. I think that Lafleur is going to get to play a little bit with the playbook in a way that he wants to if 
we get Jordan Love in there and God, it could, like, can you imagine some run pass options with Jordan Love or, ooh. Well, what, what the, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, go back to the offensive line for a minute. They still can't run block to save their lives. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. My, my big frustration with Yash is he's got to get these penalties cleaned up. Six penalties in the last five games. It is backbreaking. Yeah. And they're always at the worst times too. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the nature of, of penalties? In <laughs> True. General. True. Um, Runyon, no, I feel like I he's like not made as clean of a swap to the right side as I would have liked. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm being a dumbass. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, you don't think he the swap over to the right side was as good? I don't think he's playing as good on the right as he was on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that his game against Philly was particularly kind of subpar. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, you know, it could take him some time to get things figured out. He's never been a good run blocker. He's only ever been decent in, in pass pro. And I like what he does in pass pro. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time we shuffle these offensive linemen around, I feel like it's, it's you know, one step forward, two steps back, you know, and, and then you got to wait a while for them to kind of gel and, and get into a rhythm with where, where they are in their new spot. And it's, there's growing pains. Yeah. With the issues with the run blocking, we still did have a pretty good day on the on the ground. With you know Dylan, uh, he Where wasn't was a guy that he wasn't a wrestler, week. Dale, but he did something to work those legs out just extensively because man, that run was amazing. I was looking for the guy last week that told it's Zach or it's I can't ever remember what his handle is, but Zach um, told him that. AJ Dillon only runs into the back of his offensive lineman. And I was looking for him during that game. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't think I saw AJ Dillon run into the back of an offensive lineman one time, unless yeah. they were 20 yards downfield. Yeah. No, but AJ Dillon had 2.2 yards per attempt. He had 2.67 yards after contact. So he's getting contacted behind the freaking line of scrimmage. Um, yeah. So he's yes. making, He's yeah. making yards happen on his own with no push at all from the offensive line. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's tough to bring down. And he needs to get rolling, right? Like he mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to get done very line. well considering what he's had, but once he gets moving and gets, you know, his shoulders going forward, he just he mows down guys. He gets into the secondary and that's where he's going to do damage. And I think I that's my guys. biggest issue with people complaining about AJ Dillon's um red zone efficiency this year. He's running at like I think someone said two yards per carry in the red zone. And I'm like, yeah, well now go look at how many times he's touched the ball in the red zone. Two times a game, Mm -hmm. two times a game on first and 10 when they know we're running the ball up the middle. From the shotgun. From the shotguns. I have most of the time too, which is the best time to run it up the middle when the defense knows you're running it up the middle. Mm. My problem with watching Dylan is, just the hesitancy. I need him to just hit a hole. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if he's just like trying to hit that home run or if he's, or if he's honestly, it, it usually looks like he doesn't want to get hit, which I'm like, dude, you are too big of a guy to be scared <laughs> of getting hit. Like yeah. he reminds me of early NFL Derrick Henry uh, before he started, you know, actually throwing his weight around and punishing guys with it. And it's weird because we've already seen like the good version of Dylan. Mm-hmm. And now we're going back to the, I don't want to get hit or I'm just searching for a hole. But it's like, yeah, Aaron Jones runs harder than AJ Dylan does. Mm-hmm. And he's like half as tall as AJ Dylan. 
Yeah. And he seems to bounce off hits just like he absorbs them and keeps going forward. The way he sneaks between the tackles, like, like if you saw what Josh Jacobs did yesterday in that Raiders game, when he blew out that huge run, he ran between the, you know, the guard in the center there and just blew through with no hesitating at all. That's what you'd like to see for sure. From, from Dylan, just the way that Aaron Jones does it. But Dylan to get, I mean, he still falls forward for four yards, so I, I'm, I, feel, I feel good about him. One of the things, though, that just is killing me, guys, is that 363 yards were, you know, put on our ass last night. And I'm around all the Philadelphia fans in the stands, and I'm asking these guys, I'm like, aren't you, aren't you nervous? I'm like, because I'm, I'm trying to, you know, kiss people's ass because I don't want to get me and my kids beat up in Philadelphia Stadium. You know, we're surrounded by, you know, 30 Philadelphia fans. I see a couple of cheeseheads. There was a lot of Packer fans there, but not like there was in Baltimore last year. It was still that point where I'm talking to these people. I'm going, aren't you nervous at all? Seeing Jalen, because everybody's like, best athlete, Jalen Hurts, we love him. He's the new, you know, poster boy for football out here in Philly. But the problem with me is you're designing plays for this guy to run. And sure, he put 100 yards on us in the first quarter and, you know, 100 and whatever, 47 on the game. But 363 yards were put on us. And he was such a huge part of that, just the threat of him getting around there. They didn't know what the hell to do. And I, I'm asking these Phillies fans, like, are you nervous that he's only going to have a six-year career, seven-year career, because he's just going to get knocked the shit out of him at, at, at that point? You know, it comes back to that Jordan Love thing. I don't want to see all those designed RPOs for him. I just want him to sit back there, scramble when you need to, and make those plays. But I think he's got a whip on that arm, man. I, I think that could be a fun thing to develop. But what do you guys think? I think, I think uh, oh, go ahead, Jake. pick me. No, 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 you're good. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> or Amy, I, whatever. I think- I think these teams, you know, have to operate under that assumption. You know, like these 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 running quarterbacks, they don't have the shelf life like you know a, a pocket passer does. And I think you just kind of like if you're going to get that type of quarterback, you kind of just accept it. Like this is this is what it is. We've got you know six, seven, eight years maybe with this guy, and and you just you just deal with it. And you hope you hope you get a Super Bowl or two in there in that span i just i mean it is what it is like you're, you're watching justin fields like he's been running running all over the place and i've never seen any quarterback lay on the ground so much after getting hit and, and he'll pop back up like he's wolverine or whatever but um i think it's just it's expected and, and if, if you're a fan of one of those teams that has one of those quarterbacks you just got to be prepared to uh to deal with that it's simply what it is it's better than just having a bad quarterback forever you know you know we're not here for a long time we're here for a good time right guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's exciting to watch these players you know these, yeah. like lamar jackson and and you know josh allen that's a, that's a, he's a he's a completely different animal but um it's fun it's fun to watch these players even the bears fans they're having a great time their team sucks they can't win a game, but, you know, Justin Fields is breaking records, rushing, you know, 190 yards or whatever in a game. It's, you know, they're having a great time. So they're literally having not? the time of their lives right now. Like, they're having a better time than us. I know. You know? 
no are they they though? love it here are they <laughs> oh yeah they are they are loving us just not be good at football that's their favorite part they could really care less about their own team they they just they love us just stinking the whole joint up but good for them you know we still own them it doesn't matter yeah, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Well, hey, man, we just had uh, JJ drop off. We had Andy drop off earlier. Uh, you know, big crowd of people here. If anybody, uh, if you guys need to go, you guys, uh, let's, let's get let's get some plugs in here. Dale, let everybody know. I'm, again, thanks for coming on the show, but let everybody know where they can find you online. Yeah, you can find the Average Cheese Podcast. So if you are listening to this, and I haven't bungled this completely. It's time to come over. If this is the last Acme <laughs> Army podcast, it is time for all of these people to come over and listen to Peter and I, my friend Todd. It's the same show. <laughs> Not really. Eric's a lot smarter than me, but it's so it's sort of the same show. So you can find us on every place you find a podcast, including this amazing podcast, Spotify, all those places. You can find the AVG Cheese podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at AVG Cheese. Do oh. all those things, and we'll have Eric on. I, like this is not some farewell tour for Eric. Uh, this, yeah. Eric, you want to come on the Average Cheese? You just send me a Twitter message, and the answer is yes. I'm not being funny about it, awesome. like that. Anyway, sorry, I just took that over. But come and listen. No, to us now. no, absolutely. Triple our it. listenership in one time, like just. <laughs> Be perfect. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Eric. Yeah, Eric, we're recording tomorrow. Come on in. You don't have to do any of the editing. It's real easy that way. Uh, yeah, just get on, hop, hop, chalk, talk. Get out. Yeah. Post one on Twitter. Get out of there. Exactly. Yeah, man, Dale, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, but everybody out there who's listening to this right now, I mean, you know, Jeremy, Kate, Amy, uh, you, you guys, big parts of this. Make sure you're going out and following all these people on Twitter. Make sure you're listening to Kate's uh, podcast when she comes out because the stories on there are fantastic. She interviews some really great people, but she's just got a different take on life that is uh, so worth your listen. Uh, I got to tell you that. But Amy, where can everybody find you out there online? The doctor. You may find me at Bo Bodies, B-O-B-O-D-D-Y-Z. Um, if anybody wants uh, to find a new home for me, just let me know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hop from podcast to podcast. <laughs> uh, I hop from podcast to podcast. So I just, you, uh, you just find me wherever. And, uh, I, uh, will always be posting pictures of my cat buddy. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> uh, love you. Appreciate you coming on and, uh, always giving us the uh, best, best medical breakdowns uh for the pod caitlin i mean it's got to be tough with a baby and to do a podcast and to be a pack fan and to be an avalanche fan and to be a brewer fan and a buck fan it's bonkers in your world but um you still gonna be doing the podcast right do you yeah, that's the plan. Um, I recorded one with Jen Mack. Um, nice. And it was very much, a, my kid was like talking the whole time. So it's really his <laughs> podcast. But um, we just kind of shot the shit about some hockey stuff. But uh, I'm trying to get back into it, do some more stuff because um, I found it to be much easier to edit. Um, 
now that I'm not pregnant and exhausted all the time. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get back into it. Um, it literally took me like three months to edit the one with Sean. Of course it was like three hours long, but it was um, really long. It's a great episode. Everyone go listen to it. <laughs> it is really good. We have really great food takes, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to get back into it. I need to get some, some people on, so I should start figuring that part out, but you need um, another three hour episode. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I will. We should do a basketball episode after our game. Mm. I, I will, but I don't know that I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and Rudy then we'll Gobert do one after was the all of a sudden game. just Minnesota Timberwolves version of the Herschel Walker trade. Mm. Trade oh the house gosh. for a guy that's just not that good anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a big money too. Big contracts up there. Gosh, oh. uh, I hope Giannis just takes it to town. Man, oh man, he will. Jeremy, my man, let everybody know where they can find you out there. And make sure you're letting everybody know that the average cheese is taking over the town. So uh, send them that. Stop, Stop calling Elon Musk a bitch, even though he is one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, you can find me on Twitter again, and I think maybe another four or five days uh, is when my suspension <laughs> is up. It suspended for four or five days for calling him a bitch when he went on a, uh, a whole charade about free speech. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. It was okay. it's, it's a grand okay. total of seven days and it was it was immediate like i was already talking shit to some righteous asshole that was on but then i then i tagged elon i called him both a bitch and it was it was a, as soon as i hit send boom i got the note of it. he's got it he's got it set up that if you talk any shit to him like boom you're, 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 you're getting kicked off so you know another three or four more days i think till i'm back on twitter but um that's fine like i I've been kind of laying low anyways. You're not going to find much uh, of any use on that on that Twitter page. But uh, yeah, follow the Average Cheese Podcast. They're still working. <laughs> I guess that's all I got. Follow Sean, you know, follow Amy. Like, follow up to the store if you want to. It's fine. Uh, Please shit. don't follow me up to the store. No one follow me up to the store. <laughs> I'm a really nervous person. You don't know what's going to happen if you sneak up on me. Well, my night's ruined. <laughs> Peter, I'm not going to the store tonight so there Peter you uh, you're uh, one of the uh, most intelligent and well researched and have the largest Packer heart um, really that I, I know of and podcasting with you is one of the uh, great joys and I want everybody to go out there and follow the average cheese and uh, listen to Dale and Peter because uh, you're going to get a, a mix of uh, humor you're going to hear a lot of coins fall into the jars because Dale cusses a lot <laughs> Peter is always clean you can you can actually do podcasts with Peter and your kids can listen to it and you don't even have to think oh did I say something stupid there no because you're always in your best behavior with Peter yes. because he's got something fantastic to deliver but Peter let everybody know where they can find you out there on the socials yeah just on Twitter at the underscore IT underscore hedgehog is the best place and you're being way too kind to me Eric way too kind mm -hmm. not kind enough not kind but enough thank you but I did have to. I did have to scramble for the record books last night, when when the Eagles have got above three hundred rushing yards to find out that the Packers once gave up four hundred and six rushing yards in a game. 
<laughs> I still have a hard time believing that the 31 years that I've been on this planet Earth and watched the Green Bay Packers play football, I don't believe. Like, I believe it because they keep putting it on Twitter, but I just have a hard time believing that I didn't watch another team put up 300 rushing yards on this 30 years of pitiful run defenses. Like, are we sure? Like, are they not counting playoffs? Because I'm pretty sure Colin... They can't be counting playoffs because of that Kaepernick and Mostert had to have gone over 300. Right. Yeah, they did. They did. But they didn't go over 363. That's the that's the most in uh, my life. Peter, who who was the 406 yards? Who scored who? Yeah, against against the Bears? Many oh. 1955. And no, don't, I wasn't there. No, don't I wasn't. Let that <laughs> <information get> out. <laughs> don't let that information get yeah. out to Twitter. Or we're I know. Gonna hear the end of it. Buff Llama cannot listen here. That's that man. Holy shit! He'll run for fucking hills with that one. My goodness. My goodness. Well, uh, what you guys got any final thoughts on this crazy season? Anything we want to uh, jump in there before uh, before we take this out? All right, because uh, everybody I'd... keep your mental health positive. Yes, that we're is... still not mathematically eliminated, so I'm still saying we're winning the fucking Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that's that's the kind of optimism you're gonna get when you go on Twitter and you foul, you know, Sean. Omer, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers Doppelganger, a.k.a. the uh, co-host of the uh, Acme Army, Acme Packers podcast, and uh, one of the greatest guys that is uh, is really you're going to meet. I mean, he is uh, fast friends with everybody that he meets. He has uh, his heart on his sleeve, and it was just the honor for me to do shows with you uh, as often as we did and uh, won't be the last time but uh, just be in a different form from the uh, the next time but uh, Sean let everybody know where they can find you out there well I mean you just gave it away oh, Aaron sorry. Rogers doppelganger <sighs> AR doppelganger actually is the at on the old Twitter bot um, that's really the only place that I'm talking Packers football every well I don't go on Facebook anymore because no offense to some of the lovely people that are in this group. It's Boomer Central, and it's just a nightmare. Um, <laughs> and Instagram, I don't really – yeah, I'm pretty much just on Twitter. So find me on Twitter. I'll talk Packers football with you, and you just you don't have to like my opinions. I have some stupid ones sometimes. <laughs> but I try to be really positive, except for when I'm yelling at trolls who say to fire a 39-win GM after – three one bad season <clears throat> crazy talk out there it's crazy talk well come tell me how stupid i am because other people do it so and you can call me also i am also known as meth head aaron Rodgers from everyone that doesn't like my opinions so <laughs> uh, let's end it on that one yes yeah. uh, uh hey man uh before we go out i'm gonna take this one out uh sean just the the, the last uh, episode here of this incarnation, yes, I would say, of the Acme. We started with the Acme Army, and then we switched it to the Acme Packers, and now they just got blended to both. But uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that has uh, really gone on this whole little 220-episode journey, not just the people that were on the show, but <clears throat> so many great people that I met on Twitter. <sighs> it's the greatest thing about this. How many great friends you'll meet. Uh, I'm a diesel. 
my boys at Patriot Sports Radio, Eric and uh, Chris. The architect of the Acme Army podcast, Bexy, Melcats, <clears throat> friend from down under. Had some great guests on as well. We had uh, we had one of the most controversial guys on here with uh, Peter Bukowski at one time, Pack Daddy, and and JJ Leahy. One more plug for him. Make sure you guys are following JJ Leahy as well as the Average Cheese because uh, they both do great work on the podcast network there. But I just want to say thank you because to put together 220 episodes of a podcast, uh, it, it wasn't anything I ever even thought of. And it's just kind of a nice round number that this all kind of crashed on. But so many uh, memories that we have <clears throat> that we shared throughout the seasons of the Packers. I just hope you guys had fun. Um, and that you weren't uh, turned off about the Packers or Packer Nation um, for us being negative because I've met a lot of new friends on Twitter and through this podcast I also lost a best friend and uh, some of the best memories I'm going to have were with Eric aka the boomer and uh it's it's something that we'll have forever recorded and some some great times and and one day we'll all look back at this and have a good kick out of it but for people to listen to a couple knuckleheads and uh a couple knuckleheads that didn't know what we were doing <clears throat> and built it into a uh, a really fun time for ourselves and we got some of the best guests um i mean from the beginning just jamie cheese but Queen of Packer Nation, you know. Sorry you couldn't make it with us tonight, Jamie. Andy Fox, love you, brother. And my boys, Nick Murph, representing that UK. Can't wait till you're over here, Dan. Hey, Boogie. Appreciated every conversation we had, bud. Matt Schroeder, great guy out there. Um, these people that came into our, our lives and, like, really made it better. And just like you guys did. So thank you and go Paco. Go Paco. Go Paco. Go Paco. That was a little self indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
December. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, we're going to the Wolves bu- or Wolves Bucks game in oh, Milwaukee. Oh, nice. nice. Get to see Giannis. I've never oh, seen him man. in person. I can't mm. wait to pay money to watch the Timberwolves get their fucking ass beat. It's going <laughs> to suck so much, but I'm going because Kate was nice enough to watch the Rockies get their ass beat in Minnesota. So. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, yeah. we can hear you. Hi, <laughs> Hi Amy. There's hi, so many people. Hi, here. Peter. Hi, hi JJ. Howdy. Wow, Holy snap awesome. crackles. JJ Leahy's on here. This is How's awesome. How's it going? I enjoy cheese and Packers very much, sir. Every time I, I see Andy. JJ, his beard's bigger. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's been a while since I've cut it. I like it. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, not, now you got a kid. They can play with that beard all day. I mean, that's Oh, my a... gosh. She yanks on <laughs> it every time they grow. It's the worst. It hurts so bad. Oh, uh, that's awesome. I love it. This is great. Well, this is... Uh, thank you guys all for uh, coming on, man. This is... One of those shows I, you know, I literally haven't even, you know, talked to uh, Andy and, and Sean since like just kind of, you know, how things happen in life and um, mm-hmm. just kind of had to like take a look at myself and what I was spending time on. And that was a uh, that was a, a issue that I had to kind of resolve and kind of, you know, since uh, since, you know, my best friend and I, you know, aren't doing the show anymore. That's uh it's certainly like taking like I don't know something a, a little bit out of the heart, and uh, Sean and Andy jumped in and were like two of the just two of the best guys I could dream of having. And you now I know you're lying. <laughs> no, because I, I just I we had such great conversations, and they were the easiest conversations that really like to just be able to jump on a mic, you know. But uh, you know, I just had to do this whole reevaluating of uh, what I was spending my time on and focusing on. And, you, you, I mean, you guys all know you, you all have podcasts and like to do it every week. I mean, shit, JJ, I don't know how you do what you like do. Seven shows. <laughs> it's it's <just> murder. <laughs> you know, you're, you're all over and, and, um, you know, Dale and Peter, I mean, you guys have, uh, not only been, you know, greatest friends of the show, but, uh, you know, just people that I listen to. You know, like, so I, I feel like I know you guys on just like a, a little bit of a different level. And, um, absolutely. It's like now is probably the time to just, you know, everything's going a little crazy in my life, but in Packerland, I, I can't even spend more than a couple seconds on Twitter. I mean, I can't, uh, <laughs> why not? It's so fun. And oh, it's, it's brutal. And, and, and like, you know, just being in, in the headspace that I'm at right now with, uh, with, with, with life going on, it's like, man, I, I don't even get any pleasure out of, you know, a lot of this stuff right now. And, and it was just kind of compacting and going, ah, and then, and then we, you know, JJ, Peter, Dale, I mean, Kate, you guys like, to schedule a podcast and get it together and then put it together and put it out there. Like people uh, that do podcasts understand the effort in it. And that's where it's like, I would, you know, I'd rather just, uh, you know, take a step back and enjoy JJ, enjoy Peter, you know, enjoy Dale, enjoy the, the, the circle that I listen to and uh, not give a half-assed effort. But um, the show definitely has given me the best friends. Like, Jeremy, I uh, I care about you so much, and I think about you, especially parallels that we've been going going through. And uh, 
it's just great to have the podcast to be able to jump on and at least, you know, know we're good and uh, breathing and, and we're going to make it through. But th that's the bonus of the of the whole show is just to be where we were in COVID and uh, to make new friends. And, and Peter, uh, Peter, you're the... Uh, you're the first guest that we had on the show. That it was all uh, downhill from there. It really, yes, it really was. Well, it really was. You but managed to get beyond that show somehow. <laughs> that was the show that I that I I was inspired after that show. Like, man, I think, I think I really like the 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 angles of of history of the Packers, and I I, I like that angle of it. But um, you were just so instrumental in getting a guest that was so intelligent and so and and loved to come on and talk and um it just it just meant the world so need you to know that well, I, anyway, appreciate, I appreciate you Eric, so much to not be overly sappy but we have the doctor of the acme army on the show and you're so fun and so honest <laughs> and uh I love you. I think you're fantastic. And um, thanks for always being like always ready to jump on the show. Like having you as a friend just representing Kansas how you do and jumping on and giving us that insight. It was like, it was great. It was really great. And Caitlin, I, I mean, I had such a good time. <clears throat> Caitlin, you've, you've had a baby during this whole, like, since we got to know you. Like, yeah, like... so don't make me cry because I'm like an over-emotional new mom, so. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not blaming that on the show, though, are we? <laughs> no. But I just, you know, I just want you guys to know that, like, you mean the world to me. And Sean and Andy, uh, I'll never, when we see each other, you know, I'll hug you and you'll know exactly like what you meant for me and like being friends and being consistent and, and um and every monday f finishing the show and and enjoying the listening process of it all of, of what we had talked about and um I, I just need you guys to know that so well, feel free to start up a Zoom meeting and we can <laughs> chat Packer yeah. football whenever you want. Yeah, 100%. This has been so much fun. And I appreciate you for inviting me on to be a co-host because I knew I liked doing podcasting a little bit. I tried to do it on my own and I fell flat on my face. <laughs> and then I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to keep going on Acme when they ask me to go on because that's more fun talking to people that I enjoy talking with. And then you just asked me if I wanted to do it every week and I was like hell yeah give me something to look forward to every Monday in a piss poor pitiful fucking awful season <laughs> of football I still looked forward to talking about this football team every Monday yeah yeah and that's because you and Andy and everyone that came on our show made yeah. it way more fun to talk about yeah yeah seriously thank you for inviting me over and over again um I just like to talk football. I appreciate you putting up with my nerdy, um, 
nerdiness in general but we need it football we don't we don't know enough numbers off the top of our head like <laughs> yeah you do, so you came in clutch, uh, clutch. so i appreciate it um so. whenever and if ever you decide to do something again you know that i'll be there so yeah just let me know and i'll be happy to jump on even if it's just me you and sean speaking to ourselves and not to an audience uh, yeah yeah i appreciate that jj hey, from JJ. all of us we love the hell out of you Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank, yeah. Thanks, man. I just uh I just gotta say, you know, JJ for you though, uh you came onto this podcast when you just had no business like being on this like you were just every time Eric the first time Eric and I got off the podcast, we were like, What the fuck just happened? <laughs> like what just happened? With what just came out of this guy's mouth. Like I we we got the we, we landed like our favorite, you know, Packer podcaster, man. What you did with with Gil, but what you're doing right now. Um, but just going back. I think back, you guys have more back downloads daily, than I do. I think you're bigger than I am at this point. No, I, I, I wouldn't say that. But the Daily Cheese is what, you know, I, I loved the Daily Cheese, man. To get under 10 <laughs> minutes of everything I needed to know from JJ, uh, you were part of my life on the Daily. So, yeah. Well, now, now I feel like I can't retire. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, that's the thing. You guys do it very well. You know, I mean, you, you you do a great podcast, and um, and it's for people that are just you know, Packer faithful. You know, and there's just not a lot of huge Packer faithful podcasts out there. But anyway, before we start, I just wanted you guys to know that because um, I, you made a lot of friends, and I, I mean, I mean it when. I mean, there's more that I we're, we're missing that we're we're a lot of the usual crew here, but you guys are so fucking important uh, to to me, and I needed you to know that before we uh, got rolling. So, and also, if it's not next year, um, which it should be next year, but by two years from now, if we have to, uh, me and Caitlin will get on a plane and drag your ass to a Twitter tailgate. <laughs> I'm glad I'm being voluntold for that because I'm down. I knew oh, you'd whoa. be down. <laughs> anyone else is welcome to join we can get a whole like, if we get like there. 10 of us we could carry him and he can't do anything about it yeah it's like, perfect just we tell might me have to... where to be i will drag him cool. <laughs> we just have to be a little sneaky in the airport when tsa is around and stuff because that'll look a little odd but we'll get it done yeah. we just say he's drunk in the midwest like, Listen, they'll understand he's a wisconsin guy he's just got a little too drunk i'm pretty good with tsa don't ask how <laughs> awesome